0: I'm gonna invite Crystal Wortham to come up. She's gonna do a Q&A session with us. And uh, Crystal Wortham is a deacon for us here at the church. I'll give Crystal a big round of applause. <laughs> Crystal is a, a great, dear friend of mine. You're going be out. Crystal is a great, dear friend of mine. Let's get you up just a little bit more. There we go. And uh, for Crystal, I wanted to invite her because we're talking about wisdom for women, and um, she's got a lot of wisdom, and I'm not a woman, so um, I figured that I would invite her. Plus, she's a deacon for us, and and so she loves to serve the church, so we're going to be able to get you to serve the church this way by answering some of the questions. Are you guys enjoying the Q&A sessions? You like it? It's good stuff, isn't it? And what we're going to do is we're going to record this, and we're going to post it in a second podcast on our iTunes, and we'll also have a video that we're going to be recording, and we're going to post this on YouTube, so for those who are in first or second service and you don't make it to the 5.30, you can also go back and you can watch it. So, Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you want to say to the church?
1: I honestly think you said everything that most women had on their hearts today. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. You have given me so much hope today and so much... Um, encouragement, so thank you. Thank you. you. Um, We're going to
0: move into our first discussion question. (laughs) If uh, you put it up there. Um, Here's the first question. With so many people and responsibilities entrusted to women, how do we prioritize God's will? I'll let you kick it off. I'll give you the first one, because you're a wife and you're a mother of four and you have a very close large family that's also attending here at Redemption and you work with them as well. So what does it look like for you, with so many people trusting you and all the responsibilities, how do you prioritize your life for God to go first?
1: Well, um, the first thing is I really have to put God first. Like, if I have to wake up and I have to pray and I have to put the Lord first, if I do not start my day without God, then my day is horrible. Mm-hmm. So, number one, i got to give God my first fruit. And I feel like that has helped me tremendously, and how God orders my steps throughout the day. So if I give it all to Him in the morning, then throughout the day He's like, "Well, I'm I'm willing and I'm open, so He right. can do what He needs to do." And um, do you think that think there's
0: a, do you think that there's a uh, is there a, a priority list in your life? I mean, you said God first. I mean, how does how do you prioritize yes, your life? Yes, and
1: and I do. I struggle with um, putting the kids over my husband, and mm-hmm. so I notice that when that happens, I have to start all over, and I have to give God first, then my husband, and then my children. Yeah. Because I notice throughout the week sometimes, like me and Bo are connected mm-hmm. due to all the craziness, and right. so we have to make that time for, you know.
0: Yeah, and I'll agree that that's so important, because I know that in me and Ashley's marriage as well, like oftentimes it, it, gets, it gets mixed up, um, and here's what I've found for many people is that normally God's the first one to get taken off the list. Um, and, and because you get so busy, and you, you cut God out and then you put your kids first or you put your husband first or you put your job first. or, I mean, I've even seen ministers put the church first. And so, so God's normally the first thing to cut out. You're like, I'm getting so busy, I don't have time for God anymore. And I know that in our relationship, um, I was talking to our community, community the other day. It was kind of funny because Ashley's literally told me one time. She said, Byron, when was the last time you read your Bible?" And I was like, "Oh, busted." Because <laughs> uh, when I don't read my Bible or when I don't prioritize God, the first one to feel it is my wife. And so there is a priority. I mean, it's God first, and then it's spouse second, and then it's kids. Because the best thing for your kids is a good marriage, right? I mean, if you want your the best thing you can give your kids is a healthy marriage. And then above that, the best thing you can do with your kids is a healthy relationship with the Lord. So don't don't let your kids take the place of God in your life. Your kids are too precious for them to be an idol for you. They, they just are. That's a weight they were never meant to bear.
1: And I do. I feel like a lot of women, um, Absolutely. they do, they struggle with that because our kids are so needy and they're always like, they need us. Yeah. And so it's easy to meet those needs and it's harder to connect and be intimate with her husband's, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll
0: say, conversation. I'll say that um, as a man, um, that I do feel like oftentimes um, it hurts. And so ladies, understand this about your, your husband or the man in your life, that we love to see you with the kids. We love that you're such an awesome mom, but it does hurt us as husbands whenever we're neglected for the kids. It, it just, it, it does hurt because we love these kids too, um, but, but before kids were here, we had it we here with you, and really, when the kids grow up and leave, we're going to be the ones who are right there next to you, and, and it does hurt whenever the kids get more attention than the husband, so I would say you need to prioritize your life in some way because husbands oftentimes feel like they're second or third best. And if you have a dog and you love that and call that your baby, I and mean, we're like fourth, fifth, we're far, far down the list. And we get hell all the time at work, and then to walk home, and then to, on the occasions that we feel that way at home, it, it's really difficult for us. And so I think it's important that in the morning, like you said, to not only do it with you know for the Lord, but also to make sure that in the morning or sometime throughout the day or in the evening after the kids go to bed, you turn the TV off and... You find some time to spend time with your spouse, having that face-to-face time because uh, men probably won't say it to you, but I'll say it on behalf of men, is is that we need that intimacy as well. We don't know how to ask for it or express it, but we need that as well. And so when we're not being in our place, then we're not able to be the husbands that we're wanting to be as well. I agree. agree? That's good? All right, let's answer the next question. I'm the oldest woman in my family, and it seems, is there a typo? It seems here at the church, I love that there are so many young women, but I'm struggling to find my place too. What wisdom would you give me? That breaks my heart. Um,
1: Well, I think that probably how this woman feels is, that she doesn't feel like she has a place and that her age has something to do with that. Well, God can use anyone at any age. And it's really just about the connections that we make and who we allow to speak into our lives. And so I feel like as women we do, we need to encourage each other that it's not about age and it's not about anything but what God's calling us to do. And so when we connect with those people in our lives to speak into it, then we can find out what... We really
0: called it down where we're supposed to be. Yeah, I, I absolutely wholeheartedly. I, I know that our church is filled with young ladies. Um, I said that our church is primarily women. I mean, it's like 70 something percent of our church is women. I mean, dudes, where are you guys at? Like, we need to get more men in our church. If you <coughs> want to win the war, you gotta win the men. And so, guys, where are you at? We need you. Next week's wisdom for men. But today we're talking about for the women, and um, I love that there's so many women and so many young. Women in our church. And here's what I would say to an older lady in our church. I'm thinking about my nana, who's a deacon here. I'm thinking about her, is that older women, we need you.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
0: We need spiritual moms in our church. Mm-hmm. And you have. A blessing on your life. And we we have so many young women, and they're just begging for people to mentor them. They're just saying, I have never had a mom. I've never had a spiritual mom. Nobody's taught me how to read the Bible. I don't know what my spiritual gifts are. Please, someone help me. And we have so many young women in our church. I am just praying that God would send more old people to our church. Right? <laughs> we need more wisdom in our church. God has brought you here for a reason. And so for this woman, you're the oldest in your family, and you're the oldest in in our church, and I want to say, compared to the kingdom of God, you're young and you still got a lot of life to live. Yeah. And we got a lot of people living in our church. We definitely need your wisdom. And I'll say this to the young women in our church don't neglect the wisdom of the generation before you. So, for you young women who are in our church, this woman, hear this, this woman feels this way in our church. And this isn't in culture, out of job, this isn't ageism, out in the the marketplace, this is in our church. So we have a woman in our church who feels like she doesn't have a place because she's older. So I'm going to give some words of wisdom to the younger women for just a second. Younger women need the wisdom of
1: the older women. Absolutely, older women. that's what we're in search for. I mean, you... well. So many times you hear these young women, they go to other young people that haven't been through things, and they're seeking wisdom, and that person doesn't have the wisdom for them because they haven't been there. And so we need older women to step up and to speak into the lives of the young people like we are depending on it. Yeah. So, purpose is we need you.
0: We need you. And young women, you need an older woman in your life. Yes. So stop just hanging out with your little friends, and doing their little thing. Go take an older, when you walk out here today, walk up to some of these older ladies in the church and say, Hey, can I buy you coffee? And listen to your story. And build a relationship with them. And don't say it's because they're older, because then they might get upset about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got time for one more question. Oh, this is a good one. I'll leave this one with you. How do you find time to read your Bible and pray as a working mom? I'm so busy, I just can't fit it in. I want to, but I don't
1: Well, like I said, um, if I don't do it first thing in the morning, I notice that I'm like super cranky and I'm like fussing at the kids and I'm grumpy. And so I know like I have to make time, even if it's just like three minutes. And a lot of times like if I don't make time when I get in my bed, I'm so convicted and I'm Mm -hmm. just so exhausted. And so um, sometimes it's the last thing I do. Yeah. If my In if my busy day, I'll admit it. But that's okay. God yeah. doesn't care how we come; it just that we do come right. to Him. And so I feel like even if you can't do it throughout the day and your day's been terrible, I mean, when we lay down, it should be the first thing that we think about. Mm-hmm. Like.
0: Sure. Yeah. And, and um, if I were to ask everyone in the world who loves Jesus, do you think you could read your Bible more?
1: Absolutely.
0: If I were to ask everyone, would you like to pray more?
1: Absolutely. See, everyone
0: doesn't feel like they read it or pray enough. You can ask, you can ask anyone. You can ask, you know, Mother Teresa, would you like to pray more? She'd be like, I just don't feel like I pray enough. Um, and, and so and so we would all like to read our Bibles and pray more. And here's what I always encourage people in our church. If you're busy, there's two things. One, we don't find time, we make time. I always encourage, if you don't find time, we make time. You've got to make time for what you love. And, and so we got to make time. And then the other thing is, if you can't read your Bible for five minutes, read it for four minutes. If you can't read a chapter, read a section. And now sometimes we try to bite off more than we can chew. We think, I'm going to have a perfect devotional, and I'm going to do Charles Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. I'm going to do Ada Lee Tozer's you know, Book of Prayer. And I'm going to you know, do all these perfect devotionals And we we buy off more than we can chew, especially for moms, because that's just how life goes. And so what I would say, though, is this, is that you make time. You have to prioritize it in your life. So just think about what it is in your life, and you have to make this a priority, because like I said, you can't give your family what you don't have. Your kiddos need Jesus. You're a busy mom. Your kids need Jesus. And you can't give them if you don't have them. Your kids need faith, and if you're not growing your faith, your kids aren't going to grow your faith. And so I love you. I'm not trying to make it even more difficult on you. So a couple, two quick practical things you can do. What and do you do? I use? was just
1: about to say, um, one of the things that I can tell for the new people that really don't know how to read your Bible, um, on the Bible app, there's little devotionals for anything you're going through in life, yeah. and they're so simple. Yeah. And they take, like, five minutes, literally. And yeah. they're so good. Like, even if you do, like, a little Bible app, it'll have... Um, you can do like the you can read it all year and it'll give you like little stories each day and it's so simple and when you when it simplifies it it's, yeah. wow like why didn't i do that sooner
0: and i also suggest that if you are married doing it with your husband and with your kids is yeah. going to be great now your husband should be leading in that and what we do and and when we're doing really good we do it well is me and ashley we actually had a dinner bible so we have a bible i went out and bought a bible and i put it on the dinner table and it got moved, and so we haven't done it in a while, so make sure it stays on the table, but we put it on the table so the Bible's always looking at us. And so when we have dinner, we open it up, or breakfast in the morning, we open it up, and, and so we just try to keep it in front of you all the time. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. we have, I'm gonna just give this one last little piece of advice, is you have to differentiate between wants and desires. Okay, we want to do a lot of things, but we actually do the desires that we have. And so you say, I want to read my Bible, but you know, you, instead of you're watching Netflix or you're you know, playing Candy Crush or you're on Facebook, well, that's really what your desire is. Because you have plenty of time you're just wasting it, to be honest. Because you don't find time, you make time. Nobody's going to have enough time to read their Bible. You have to make time to do it. That's why it's called a discipline. And so you need to discipline yourself to do it. You talk about wants and you talk about desires. A wants is something that doesn't get accomplished. A desire is something you have no problem doing. And so what you have to do is you have to switch them. Your desire has to become for the Lord, and your wants is whatever's is left over in your free time. Because and you have to- the more you do those things, exactly. you're gonna
1: grow your spirit. Exactly. And you're gonna to want to do those things. Yeah. So sometimes you have to make yourself do it in order for it to come natural. Yeah. And it, it, it just flows. Absolutely,
0: and the more you read your Bible, guess what happens, the more you read your Bible. <laughs> the more you pray, guess what happens, the more you pray. The more you go to community group, even when you don't want to, guess what happens? You go to community group one. I mean, it's incredible because you're feeding those desires and what you feed grows and what you starve dies. If you want your desires to grow,